Alrighty, everybody. Good evening, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number 11, and uh, we are rolling through the season. Thanksgiving next week. Uh, I was, you know, one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time in terms of point spreads uh, with that Buffalo Bill situation with the six feet of snow that they actually got six feet of snow in Buffalo. Uh, but that point spread, uh, people thought that game was going to get played in Buffalo. Uh, it's been moved to Detroit in, in the cozy dome because the Lions are in uh, playing a MetLife Stadium against the Giants. And uh, the Bills will have two games in Detroit back-to-back. But uh, that point spread was swinging all over the place. Uh, went as low as 40 and a half on, I think that was as late as Thursday night or Friday morning. And uh, over-unders all the way back to 50 now. Wiz, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I think a lot of sports books uh, cancel bets uh, on on anyone who played games that they, you know, when they thought the line uh, was based on the game being played in Buffalo. But uh, who knows? Maybe there's some, you know, books, uh, sports betting uh, operations that are honoring the bets. And uh, if so, uh, you may have a wild, wild middle if you were able to bet over 40 or 41. And now the line is uh, approaching 50. So, uh you know, depending on where you play, you may have a real opportunity if you acted. Yeah, exactly. So uh, week number 11, Wiz. So we got four teams off this this week. It's the last bye week where there'll be four teams off. It's Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Miami. Next week in week 12, everybody will be back in action. In week 13, there's just two two teams off. But in week 14, you know, it is kind of puzzling. Uh, and people that are vying for the playoffs, they better start thinking about this now. There are six teams that will have bye weeks in week 14, which is generally the final season uh, of the regular season. Uh, I'm not sure the NFL really cares about it, but they probably should think about this more carefully. But that's not going to be easy for some people to manage if they're trying to get into their playoffs. Yeah, I think, you know, especially if, you know, we are in a situation where, uh, you know, you need to make the playoffs and <laughs> and you have crucial guys off, uh, you know, what do you do? You're forced to drop one of those guys that – you know, to, 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 you know, if you're forced to have to win that game. So, yeah, that could, that could get tricky, uh, you know, certainly uh, with week 14 being the last week of the uh, fantasy football regular season. All right, very good. So let's, uh, let's roll on here. We'll, uh, we'll go through our DraftKings rankings first, and we'll tackle uh, some game lines, and then we'll get into the player props. Uh, so uh, why don't you kick us off today, Wiz, at the quarterback position. Yeah, my fave is going to be easy. It's going to be Derek Carr at 5,600. Um, the operation just doesn't look right. Uh, obviously, missing Renfro, missing Waller. I don't know what's going on with Adams. There's, there's all kinds of stuff going on between the quarterback, the coach, the front office. Who knows what? But at 5,600, I just have to pass on him. I want to play Marcus Mariota at 5,500 in a game at home. Weather's not going to be a factor. It could be, a, a you know, the, the under and over is right around near 50. So there could be some um, – it could be the type of game where there could be some some big plays, and Mariota always brings that ability to have some rushing yards and rushing touchdown as well. So I'm going to fade Carr at 5600, and I want to play Mariota at 5500. Yeah, it's funny. Again, we don't we don't talk about this stuff beforehand. Uh, both of those players uh, are, are on my list for similar reasons. Uh, and by the way. Denver is one of the more potent secondaries in the league. Uh, you add to that, like you said, Adams' injury, 
and uh, you know the Raider dysfunction on full display. Uh, put it. Bringing Derek Carr to tears last week in a post-game press conference. Um, I have a couple additional guys, Wiz, um, and I've actually I am actually picking up Mariota to, to actually start him this week in, in, over Derek Carr because you know the guy's just been a complete disaster for me this year. So I, I'm going in that direction. But um, I'm also going to fade Joe Burrow at 6,800. Still no Jamar Chase, and we saw the difference the Pittsburgh Steelers. Want. Well, actually, they're getting Minka Fitzpatrick this week. He did not play last week. But the fact uh, it's a there's a lot of games by the way this week that are division division rivals. Those games are usually a little bit more chippy. The teams know each other a lot better. Uh, but T.J. Watt coming back to that steal of defense and no Jamar Chase uh, in Pittsburgh. I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade uh, Joe Burrow. I'm also fa- uh, fading Matt Stafford with no cup. Uh, in addition to that, even though Denver, uh, sorry, New Orleans is just as playing just as poorly as the Rams, uh, but I can't trust Stafford. He's not completely healthy, uh, and that receiving core uh, without Cup is a different story. Um, I also like Dak Prescott this week against your Vikings, Wiz. Um, I know they didn't play particularly well. Uh, we talked about that game, uh, about teams playing out, indoor teams playing outside, uh, and they weren't as crisp as they normally are, uh, but they get, they get to go inside in the Dome in Minnesota. I, I like Dak Prescott at 6,000 this week, Wiz. All righty. Uh, fair enough. And uh, why don't you take us out of running back? Yeah, you have to go with uh, David Montgomery with no Cleo Herbert in a matchup where the Atlanta Falcons aren't particularly good against the run. Uh, he'll be a very active player, probably touching the ball somewhere between 20 and 25 times at 6,100. I like that player. I really want to see what happens with the discussion around Gus Edwards for this week. Kenyon Drake, three of the last four weeks, has had really big fantasy weeks uh, with guys being hurt, both Dobbins and, and Edwards not being fully fully healed. So uh, I'm interested in Kenyon Drake if if I if I can find out that Gus Edwards is maybe going to get a little bit less activity at 5,900. And I think Devin Singletary inside uh, against the Browns, who've been a patsy against everybody. Uh, on the ground, I like Devin Singletary at fifty eight hundred. I'm fading Kamara at seven seventy six hundred. There's just he's had one good game this year, Wiz. Uh, and uh, the Rams, where they do play particularly well, is that front seven. Uh, and I'm going to fade Damian Pierce. Uh, I liked what I saw out of the Washington uh, Washington Com- uh, Commanders last week. Uh, Pierce is having an excellent rookie year. Just a little too pricey for me at sixty eight hundred, Wiz. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with a couple of my plays. I'm with you on Montgomery 100%, 6,100. I want to play Ramondre Stevenson at 6,700. Had a big game against the Jets in the passing game, the running game. Very much involved. I see a similar type game against the Jets this weekend, so I want to play him at 6,700. And at 4,700, I really like the share, the, the carry share situation that Elijah Mitchell got, even with McCaffrey playing in, uh, against Arizona in a game that they could have a grasp on and give him a little ground and pound. I want to play Elijah Mitchell at 4,700. I think he gets 67 yards rushing and a touchdown in that game. And my fade still, I, I just think DraftKings is, is overpricing DeAndre Swift at 6,100. He's an auto fade for me. The guy's not even getting 10 carries a game, so I think the price is way off on DeAndre Swift. So fading Swift. I love Stevenson, Montgomery, and Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, back. Swift has been a nightmare in fantasy this year. An absolute nightmare. He's he's and everybody knows he's not a hundred percent. He's not gonna touch the ball. Every all the beat writers discussed it, and I think your point is well taken there, Wes. 
All righty. So I'm going to take us out of wide receiver here. You know, Cleveland makes so many mistakes on defense and the fact that, you know, the conditions are going to be right. And I just think there are going to be some deep plays made by the Bills in this game. I just think Gabriel Davis pops up once in a while. I got a feeling. It's just a feel. I just think he's a great DraftKings play because if he pops, it's going to be some big plays. So I want to sprinkle in Gabriel Davis to 6,300. Cortland Sutton, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to get so much target share against a terrible secondary for the Raiders. I want to play him this week. Uh, and my third receiver I want to play is Jacoby Myers, who is just a receiving machine, and he's a tricky route runner, and Mac Jones wants to throw those type of passes. He had nine catches against the Jets. I can see a similar thing where he catches seven, eight, nine passes again. So, Davis, Sutton, and Myers at receiver. And I just have to fade Deontay Johnson. I mean, he just has done nothing for probably two months, really. Maybe, in, I don't know, his last decent game was week, maybe week three or something like that. So I just have to fade him at 5,800 until I see something differently. Uh, the connection with Pickett just doesn't seem to be as good as it is with Fryamuth and Pickett. So that's my fade. All right. It sounds very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All right. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, wide receiver, my fades. Uh, we talked about the Raiders situation. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with um, Devontae Adams this week, but um, it's a player that at 8,500 that I'm, or 8,700 that I'm actually staying away from. Uh, at the at the uh, there's been a, there was a couple of times in that game, Wiz. I know Dallas Goddard is down. There was a couple of times in that game uh, against Washington the other night when the Eagles lost their first game, where AJ Brown came off the field uh, limping and didn't look 100 percent at his worst game of the year. One catch, seven seven yards, and he goes against, believe it or not, the Indianapolis Colts secondary, which is number one against the pass this year. So. I put those two things together, and at eight thousand uh, dollars, AJ Brown's a little too steep for me, so I'm staying away from that player. I'm going right back on the on the players I like this week. Uh, I'm on I'm on St. Brown uh, at seventy two hundred. Very active last week. I think you'll see the same exact thing this coming week in the same game. I I, I like Slayton. Uh, I, I think. Daniel Jones and Slayton have a connection. And at 5,000, I, I like that play. Uh, I, I'm with you on on, um, on Sutton Wiz at 6,000. This is a player with, I think both him and Dulcich are going to have big games. Uh, that Those are the two guys who are going to see all the action. I would like to see the, them get Chase Edmonds involved in the passing game here. Maybe they do with a couple of weeks now looking at that playbook. Um, but there's not many options in that offense, uh, especially without Jerry Judy there. Uh, so I'm in agreement with you. Uh, one other guy, Wiz, that... that just seems he, he he got hurt when he was on the way up and he came back last week. He scored a touchdown. He's real cheap though. I like Nico Collins, 4,100 was. All righty. And uh, yeah, so uh, some very bold fades. I like that. Uh, and uh, why don't you, um, why don't you take us out of tight end? Tell us what you're viewing this week. Yeah, I, I love Fryermuth at 4,200. Uh, I, I think that's a really good play. Uh, there's a connection there. Pickett's going to throw short passes. I think the Bengals defend the longer passes better than they do short passes, but I like Fryermuth at 4,200. And I, melt, I mentioned Dulcich at 3,800. Uh, he didn't have a great game last week. Uh, missed, they, they missed him down the field on a seam that should have been a touchdown. Wilson threw it to the opposite side, and Dulcich was unable to get his body turned around to catch it. Uh, as far as fades go is, um, 
I need to see Mark Andrews back in action. Uh, you know, we've talked about the way John Harbaugh is with injuries, but I'm, I'm not 100% trusting of that situation. So at 6,800, uh, I'm going to stay away from Andrews. I'm also going to stay away from TJ Hawkinson. Uh, price a little bit too high for me at 5,300. I'd rather go down for the guys that I mentioned. Yeah, so I have some I have some ideas at tight end this week. I think this is where you could uh, have get some DraftKings leverage salary wise and ownership wise. First of all, you must play every single tight end against the Falcons and against Arizona. So right off the bat, I'm loving George Kittle at 5400 and Cole Komet at 4100. Two other tight ends that are going to get a lot of playing time that are very, very low salary and are going to be very low owned. Trey McBride for Arizona. It looks like he's going to get a real opportunity with Zach Ertz out and Grand Calcaterra as well for the Eagles with Dallas Goddard out. Um, <clears throat> so kills at 5,400. Cole commits at 4,100. Um, Trey McBride is at 2,900 and Calzatara is all the way down to 2,500. So I want to, I want to do that uh, tight end. I feel you get some leverage salary wise and ownership wise. I'm with you on the fades um, until I see a healthy Mark Andrews. He's the tight end that you kind of just want to avoid this week. I think. All right. Uh, Break the slate guy. Wiz, you have any? I'm going to give one a 3,200 wide receiver. He may get a decent amount of playing time due to the fact that the receivers are really banged up. Um, Jalen Virgil for the Denver Broncos at 3,200 had a 65-yard touchdown pass um, last week, and I think he's going to get an opportunity. And against that Raiders secondary, um, I think there could be another connection or two. Reminds me of like a young Deshaun Jackson. So I want to play Jalen um Virgil at 3,200. I break the slate wide receiver. What do you? What about you? Uh, I'm going to go for the Giants. Last week he scored a touchdown. Now I want to see if they elevate him this week. He's really more like a wide receiver. He looks like Darren Waller out in the field. Uh, but if Lawrence Cager is active for the Giants and they really have pass catchers that are banged up, no Bellinger at the moment. Myrick and Hudson are more blockers. Uh, but at 2,500, a very athletic player, Lawrence Cager. Uh, at tight end, if you see he's active, I wouldn't mind taking a shot against the Detroit Lions, Wiz. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so why don't you take us out uh, in terms of games, uh, sides, unders, and overs. Uh, how many do you like, and who are they? Yeah, this is this is a hard week, uh, Wiz. I, I, lo- I looked at the over-unders first off. Uh, it's been a very low-scoring year in the NFL. Weather's starting to turn a bit. There's a lot of games that are kind of – the over-unders are kind of sitting around that 40 mark. Um you mentioned last week about inside teams moving outside. Uh, it's pretty cold. It's going to be pretty windy in, in, at MetLife Stadium tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to take the under at 45 for the Giants against the Lions. I know the Lions don't have a particularly good offense. The Giants love to play these ugly type of games. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a particularly high-scoring game. I, I think that wind will be uh, the wind will be a situation there. So I'm going to go under against uh, Giants at Detroit. Uh, I like the 49ers Monday night. I'm not sure, even if even if uh, Kyla Murray does play, I'm not sure what type of Kyla Murray we do see. They might be better off starting Colt McCoy. Uh, but laying eight points uh, against a team that I just don't think has the horses at this point in time. Uh, I, I like the 49ers laying eight. Um, Washington showed me a lot last week, Wiz. Uh, 
you know, they're playing against the Texans. Uh, I think they have some confidence right now. They're playing well. They've kind of figured out they're going to run against teams and shove it down their throats. Houston can't stop that. Uh, I like the Washington Commanders laying three against Houston. And last Wiz is a game that's kind of getting a lot of talk. It's kind of hard to believe that the Vikings um, are underdogs at home against the Cowboys. They're one and a half point underdogs. Uh, but I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Minnesota Vikings laying one and a half Wiz. Yeah, the line looks strange. So I have two games that I like. One is just a game that I just think is going to be blowout city. And the other one... I don't understand the line on this game, and I, I just have to play the game. So I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to really, really put a hurting on the Carolina Panthers tomorrow. They've had a double-digit lead in every single game they've played. I think not only are they going to get a double-digit lead, they're going to really roll it up and keep it. I think Carolina like had some momentum going with Walker as the quarterback, back to base to make field this week. D.J. Moore hasn't had the same kind of mojo with, with Baker Mayfield as he had with Walker. I think they're going to stop uh, forming on the run, and then they kind of maybe put make them one-dimensional, and that's when ugly things happen to the Panthers. So I'm loving the Ravens, and I'm a late 13. And then this one you got to explain to me. I'm going to go to the game that you took the under. The, the, the Giants are 7-2 and two at home against the Detroit Lions, who are playing outdoors, Three and six on the road, and the line is three points. Not four and a half or three and a half, where you got to worry about winning by a field goal. Three. Three points at home. I'm taking the Lions in this game, uh, and I just think the line is just really begging you to bet the Giants. So, with that being said, I have to zig when everyone else is zagging, or zag when everyone else is zigging, however you want to call it. Lions for me, Ravens for me. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Giants frequently this year, their lines have been very tight. And in most cases, even though they have a much better record, they're not getting that kind of respect. But truthfully, they've been winning ugly games. So I definitely understand your mindset there was. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Ravens at home. I mean, it's just a strange, you know, I don't know, strange situation that's going on there. But in any event, um what do you talk, what do you like as far as prop plays this week? Yeah, I got a bunch that I actually like with. So uh, you you mentioned Stevenson, um, and I'm playing I'm playing his receiving yards, which I think last I looked was at twenty two and a half, if I can remember correctly. Oh, I got to double check that one. Give me one second on that one. It was moving around. That's why uh, that's why I want to just double check here. Uh, player props. So why don't you, you have another one? Yeah, 20, one 22 and a half. I like over 22 and a half for Stevenson. I like over three and a half Kyle Pitts receptions. I know Kyle Pitts has been a massive disappointment, but the Chicago Bears aren't particularly good against the tight end either. So I'm going to take over three and a half catches for him. Justin Jefferson, I talked about this bet before the season. I said he's destined to try and break records this year. Uh, he is on his way. Over seven and a half catches. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. Uh, we talked about Montgomery a lot. I like that combined yardage over 83 and a half combined yards for uh, for uh, David Montgomery against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take over 28 and a half yards rushing for Kenny Pickett. He's been taken off and running frequently in these games, Wiz. Um, 
the Bengals can actually get after the quarterback a little bit, and I think uh, I think Kenny Pickett will be moving a little bit. Uh, Matt Ryan, I know he had a good game in his return, but the Eagles secondary is a different situation. I'm going to go under 232 yards passing for Matt Ryan. Uh, and the final one, Wiz, is I'm taking the under on Damian Pierce rushing yards, 78 and a half yards. I'm taking the under there. All right, a lot of good stuff there. I'm taking three. I'm going to go with my first. My one-star play is going to be Cole Komet over 28-and-a-half receiving yards against the Atlanta Falcons, who have no interest in covering the tight end. Two, my two-star play is going to be over George Kittle receiving yards. It's not out yet. Um, it's a Sunday night game, but Arizona cannot cover the tight end. The first time they played him, Kittle destroyed them. He's going to do the same thing. That's going to be my two-star play. And then I have a three-star prop play that I'm just going to say this. Unless the player gets hurt, I just don't think the bet can lose. It isn't out yet. His yardage is out. But I'm taking over receptions for Amon Ross and Brown. Um, the Giants have played a handful of teams that have had good slot receivers, and every single one of them have destroyed them. CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk, Randall Cobb, who is way past his prime. In week one, going into week two, is probably the free agent pickup of the year because of the week he had against the Giants, and he got hurt, and people haven't even forgot about him. Kyle Phillips had a Oh, yeah, he went crazy. Yep. Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the best slot receivers. The weather is going to be conducive for short passes. They can't cover the slot. Jared Goff likes throwing the, shot, the, the short passes. Amon Ross St. Brown, it's probably going to be five and a half. It could even be six and a half. I'm just going to say it. If, unless the player gets hurt, something happens to him, they're just the bet can't lose. I predict that Amara St. Brown is going to catch about 12 to 15 passes in this game tomorrow. Uh, so Amara St. Brown is my three-star prop play. I love hearing that, Wiz, because uh, I'm using him in a lot of DraftKings lineups. Uh, so it makes sense to me, and I agree. And the Giants are actually a little bit bad. Yeah, the, that secondary is not 100% at the moment. So I c- completely agree with you. Uh, yeah, and if you remember this time last year, this is a Ron St. Brown time, right? This is when he started going wild last year. And uh, it, it, there's no Reynolds. The DJ Shark is coming off the injured list for them. Um, they're, they're receiving core. He is just going to get a just a trim- I think he's going to get between 15 and 20 targets in this game. Uh, now, let, let me ask you a question. I, I'm guessing the reason why this line is not out is not anything to do with Amon Amon St. Brown. It's just they just want to make sure what's going on at receiver uh, for the Lions in this game, correct? Yeah, but, well, it's interesting. I would I would say yes, that would definitely be the reason, but his yards is out. He's at 80 and a half receiving yards total. Okay. His receptions are not out. I just think... So you think it's going to be a six and, six and a half or seven and a half line? I, I think it's going to... I'm hoping it's six and a half, but whatever it is, I'm playing over. But I, I just feel like very rarely do you see a seven and a half, but boy, oh boy, this is lead pipe, lock, lead pipe cinched him going over, uh, even if it's seven and a half, but I think it'll be six and a half. Um, and maybe you have to lay some juice on that, but just the, it's a, it's a perfect storm for Mon Ross St. Brown tomorrow. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, so week number 11, uh, is on its way. And like I said, we're jostling around for playoff positions in a lot of leagues. Uh, 
there are there are eight one o'clock games tomorrow, three three o'clock games, and some and a good primetime game with the Chargers playing against the uh, uh, the the uh, Chiefs. So. So yeah, some some good games, Wiz. Uh, good luck with all that. Um, uh, hopefully, all goes your way. Uh, I, I like your betting, and, and Komet has been a real force at tight end as well. So I, I like those. Uh, I like your player props this week. Uh, that is Guru right, and Wiz. We'll see how it goes. Yep, yep. absolutely, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, make sure you're listening, uh, Wiz. I wish you luck. Enjoy your Sunday, and uh, we will talk next week. You got it.